good risings. I'm Marie Burns-Holzer, and this is Spoonful of Spirituality. It's Pride Month, and it feels very important to acknowledge the long history of queer community within religious and spiritual spaces. In Christian de la Huerta's book, Coming Out Spiritually, he defined 10 roles that queer people have historically taken in religious and spiritual societal practices as catalytic transformers, outsiders, consciousness scouts, sacred fools, keepers of beauty, caregivers, mediators, shamans and clergy, the divine androgyne, and gatekeepers. Think about those roles, because it's relevant even in our more secular society today. The show Queer Eye is a perfect example of both catalytic transformers and keepers of beauty. And each one of those roles has a long and varied history, depending on where in the world we're discussing and at what point in history. Queer people have been revered as divine consciousness manifested and persecuted for being an abomination. We've been celebrated and scorned, punished and exalted. I remember the first time that I learned as a queer woman who is both culturally Jewish and Catholic that the Jewish Torah identifies six gender presentations. This was well into adulthood for me, despite the fact that I had literally conducted Bible studies since I was a child, and even learned the most common prayers in Hebrew for High Holy Days. But the first time that I heard Judaism acknowledges both androgynous and tumtum, both virgins of androgyny or non-binary folks, I was amazed and awestruck. How was it that I had been studying this all this time and I had never even heard of this? What I have discovered is that if you look into any religious or spiritual tradition long enough, you will find that queer people have always existed. In Taoism, the Chinese deity Tuer Shen, or the rabbit god, manages love and sex between gay people. There is even a recently built shrine in Taiwan to Tuer Shen, which may be the only shrine in the world specifically for the gay community. Ancient texts from Japan and India both acknowledge queer relationships. The 5,000-year-old religion and language of Yoruba from Africa has long had a word for gay relationships. And pre-Columbian Mesoamerica acknowledged two-spirit or non-binary people long before the colonizing forces of Europe came. For the modern queer community, we often have a complicated and sometimes painful relationship with religion, but a clearer and healthier relationship with spirituality. It comes as no surprise that the queer community is wildly active in astrology, tarot, and other updated practices with pagan roots that allow us to take up space and sovereignty in the privacy of our own home and communities. It shows a trend that many of us are experiencing, a decentralizing of spiritual authority and knowledge that is more accessible and safer for those of us who do not feel safe in most religious spaces. So this morning, I'm going to ask you to make sure to hold space for queer spirituality. The whole reason we have Pride Month isn't to wave rainbow flags and throw amazing parades, even though those things are awesome. It's because the queer community has long been ostracized. Too many of our loved ones killed, tortured, bullied, belittled, and our human rights denied because others don't like or agree with who we love. Pride is an affirmation from the queer community back to the queer community, that we belong, we deserve the rights of life, liberty, and to pursue our happiness as much as the next person. 
and we welcome anyone who will join in on that affirmation and protect our safety and well-being alongside us. Happy Pride, y'all. I'm Marie Burns-Holzer, and you can find me at Marie Burns-Holzer on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode of Spoonful of Spirituality, be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. Now go be excellent to yourself and to each other. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.